It's the Punk Rock Classrooms Podcast, episode 31, Words and Actions. Protect you can't see the way that they suffer. Hey, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, happy commute. Maybe you're on spring break still because it seems like everyone's got like within a two-month span a different spring break in the educational world. But I am Mike, principal extraordinaire out of Lansing, Illinois. And this is Josh Buckley, a social studies teacher from Mesa, Arizona. And we want to welcome you to the Punk Rock Classrooms podcast where Mike and I focus on the idea of bringing passionate, passion, unity, and DIY to the classroom and to schools to build the best schools for kids. Yeah, it doesn't matter. You don't have to have the the white Converse Chuck Taylor All-Stars that you took a Sharpie to and drew your own checkerboard plaid design on. We can all be punk rockers here at the Punk Rock Classrooms Podcast. So Josh, I'm I'm excited about our topic today, man. Yeah, I'm excited about it too. We're we're, we're talking about the idea today that we're going to look at is this idea of like, it can't just be a mindset. It has to be a lifestyle, right? And as kids who grew up in the punk rock scene who are now adults that are in the adult world, right? And do adult things, leading schools, uh, leading students in classrooms. Um, what you say matters, but it matters even more if you can follow it up with action. And so right. it reminds me of, so if, if, if we can take a metaphor for a second or a look into the punk rock scene, this idea of there's this movement in hardcore or punk, straight edge, hardcore, right? Straight edge, vegan, hardcore, however you want to say it. Right. And, and they sing about, you know, living this, you know, drug-free, alcohol-free, clean life. And, you know, if, if it's that vegan side of it, no animal cruelty, right? Like that sort of that right. sort of movement. And so if you, you listen to that, the conviction, it's loud, it's out there, they're yelling it. But if you saw those guys after the show drinking in their van or <laughs> all the vegan guys mm. eating hamburgers afterwards or chicken wings, you'd be like, I don't, what just happened? Right. That right. conviction and that belief that they're that they're sharing, like, how can I believe everything they just said? And I think as educators, especially if you are trying to change a school or if you're trying to lead folks in a new way, what you preach, you know, you, you got to practice what you preach. Right. Definitely. Yeah. You can't you can't just say what you think is going to get you fans or likes or or what people want to hear, you know, like, and we, we see it all the time with like professional development and, and trends in education, the buzzwords, you know, you know, what, what, what's the new buzzwords that, that, you know, you have to say, and then when you go to interviews, people feel they have to say those things. And I'm guilty of it too. I remember when I was looking for an administrator job, I knew the things that the, the principals and superintendents and whoever I was interviewing with were looking for me to say about, you know, student discipline and, and, you know, restorative practices, like those buzzwords, which I'm not trying to say they're not important, but you can't just throw them out there. You just can't say them, right? If no, you, you, you have to live it and you have to prove right. it and do it. If you're you know? going to, if you're going to run around your campus talking about, you know, restorative practices and talking about building relationships with students. And at the same time, you are coming down on kids in the cafeteria um, in, a, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a like in a gross way or you're, you know, targeting students of color, even though you just told your whole staff, like, look, we've got a 
we've got to look at our, you know, our racial biases, but then at the same time, you're not fulfilling that in what you do. Right. Right. So th- there's this disconnect sometimes that I think is apparent. And like in my role, I've been on all sorts of campuses, right. I roll into campuses. I am all over my district and I see, you know, like the big banners that say kindness. And, you know, you go into a, you go into a principal's office and there's like all this stuff about be great today, smile at someone today. And here I am in a in an evaluation meeting where they are not really right. living that words with the person that they're evaluating. Not that you can't have constructive feedback and constructive things when a teacher needs to, you know, step up their game, right? But there's a difference between being supportive and offering support and giving direction and being crappy about it. <laughs> right. Well, right. Yeah. It's, it's, it's true. I mean, and I've seen it where, you know, we all say the evaluation tool for, for anybody, for teachers, for parapros, for administrators, the evaluation tool is to help promote growth. Right. right. But we, and we talked about this a few episodes ago and we talked about it with Josh Stamper when we were on uh, the Aspire, um, Aspire podcast. There's so many out there though, who use the evaluation tool as, as a gotcha, as a, as a cudgel, yeah. right. I'm going to beat yeah. you over the head with this thing. And, and I wrote that blog about it. We, you had a blog about it when you yeah. had your evaluation done this year. Like there's, there's too much of that mindset that educators and administrators still see the evaluation process as a hoop you need to jump through. They don't see it for what it's for. And that's because there's too many administrators out there who are like, Oh yeah, the Danielson model, it's for, it's for growth and we're going to work together and we're a team. But if you, like you just said, if you don't have but then that when the rubber hits the roads and you don't right. do it, right? <laughs> like, I mean, and that's why that, that mindset is never going to, to change. If we as educators, as administrators, as, as teachers don't change our actions towards, right. towards evaluations, towards those post-conference conversations, you know, it's, it's, I don't know. It's, it's, how do we get people to change? I mean, it's. Right. Well, I think, I think it comes to this, right? Like if you're going to, if you're going to talk a good game, right. You have to be able to follow that up because if you don't follow that up, well, then you lose your credibility, right? We, we there's this right. big, there's, there's this big conversation around now about teacher credibility, about educate, you know, about leadership and credibility and leadership. And Mike, you, you talk a lot about um, on this podcast about creating you know, um, professional development meetings for your staff that aren't just sit and get, because you don't think that that's good for your staff because you want them to do the same thing in their classroom. Now, if all you did was talk about that and you didn't actually back it up, your staff would be like, what is this? Right. How he talks about it, but how, like he talks, he says he wants us to do all this, but here I am in a meeting with him for this many hours, just listening to you know, read off bullet points, him, from him read off bullet points. So you are someone who says like, I believe in this and I follow through with it with some actions. Now that doesn't mean that we don't stumble sometimes as leaders and as right. educators. But I, I think like if, if we're going to preach something, if we're going to like scream our convictions into the, into the education sphere in our buildings, into our classrooms, then we better follow that up with actions. Otherwise, no one's going to trust you. You're going to lose that trust as a leader. Well, it, 100%. Like you said, Josh, like, all right. So like, shameless plug, you know, I got a book coming out on Edumatch. I talk about all these these culture building activities that we've done as a staff um, 
to, to improve the school culture and the classroom culture. Now, the whole purpose of it is, is I want the staff to be doing these types of activities with their kids. I don't want them to be sitting and lecturing all day. And, and by, if I just got up there and said, Hey, you guys need to think out of the box, get up, move around, collaborate, be hands-on. But here in my staff meeting, I'm just going to read bullet points to you. Like they're, they're not going to, they're not going to do it because well, here he is, he's not living by what he's saying. So I've, I have to get out there and do it. And, and I think that's what's made kind of our teachers so confident and comfortable doing those types of things because they've seen me for years right. living this way. And, you know, and like you said, there's times we stumble and I've stumbled a lot during, during this pandemic, especially having to do these virtual zoom staff meetings. And I've told the staff, like, this is not how I want to do it. And, you know, I've kind of learned that I'm not good at, um, I'm not good at the fun stuff on, on a zoom, you know, I'm more like, Hey, when we're together, we can get up and move and do all this, you know, hands on people are on people's shoulders, flipping paper over. And, um, but yeah, it's just, you have to, you have to put it into action. And, and that goes back to what I started with. I mean, you just can't say what you think people want to hear. Right. And and it comes down to this idea, like, so here, here's the other part of it, right? And not only are, not only do you have to, like, do you have to live it, right? Do you have to be like, okay, this is what I believe in. This is my conviction. I'm going to do it as a leader. But the other part of it is you have to celebrate the other people who are doing it. Right? right. So when you see people on your campus, and I've heard you talk about it on the show before, like you've seen your teachers create some really interesting lessons and stuff for your kids and experiences for kids in classrooms. You have to celebrate those. Like you have oh, to be yeah. like, Hey, everybody check out what they're doing. This is awesome. And not like, and, 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 and that right there gives the folks in your room the, the like, okay, he's not only saying it, he's also believing it. He's also celebrating other people who are doing it. And then when you think of the idea of, you know, um, how are we working, you know, how are we working on all of this? And, and then you go and you're celebrating people for it and you're allowing people to try something new. And if they try something new and it doesn't work, you're not coming at them. Right. right? Because you want, you've said, this is what I want folks to do. And when someone tries it, and it fails, you're not going to be like, well, Hey, what the hell are you doing? Right. You go like, Hey, you tried it. That's awesome. Because this is what I want you to do. You're giving them that support. You're living that conviction and supporting it in them. And if teachers tried things like that and it didn't work and you went around and you said, why would you even do that? They'd be like, well, I'm not going to try it again. He exactly. talks, he talks about this, but he doesn't really support it. He doesn't really do it. You right. know, and it, it, it comes, you know, and I feel too, you know, as a building leader, if you have got that culture where your staff's able to, to go try these new things, you need to be in there with them. I think another thing for me ends up being, we hear this talk about relationships all the time, right? Like, and we talk about it um, all the time, this idea of needing to build relationships with kids, with our, with our community, with our staff members, right? If you're a leader on a campus yeah. and, and if you can't and if you as a as a if you're a leader who talks about relationships and talks about wanting to build spaces where your staff feels comfortable but you don't do that or when given the opportunity to be supportive and build relationships you don't and you 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 know um belittle a staff member or you 
um, don't appreciate their input on something, right? If you're like, oh, I want us all to feel comfortable sharing and I, I want to hear everybody's ideas. And then when people share their ideas, you're like, whoa, wait, hey, come <laughs> Right. right. Or like you give like that's the thing where then people don't people aren't going to want to share. People are not going to want to be they're not going to feel comfortable and they're going to see that like, well, you don't really value relationships. So why should I value relationships in my classroom? Right. And if you're a teacher, if you're a teacher, a classroom teacher and you talk about, hey, guys, we're all in this together. We're going to I'm so excited to work with you all this year. We're going to collaborate. We're going to do great things. And, you know, I, I want you and your your partners are going to be, you know, creating this awesome thing. And then you completely ignore building relationships with your kid and your class, the kids in your classroom. Those kids are going to go like, well, why should I build a relationship with my partner? I'm going right. to keep I'm going to keep one headphone in in my group because I'm just going to what does it matter? You, you know, jump, jump through the hoops just to get this done. What needs to get done, you know? Right. And, and that's the thing, like, and that's, and that's a big thing right now, you know? Well, it, it's not a big thing now. It's always been a big thing, like how important relationships are. And I feel, you know, you know, it, it's been for years, educators been saying, and especially now with the pandemic, you know, I think it opened the eyes to many of how important the relationships are. That's going to get you to everything else you need to do in education. Right. But like you said, it, we've seen so many leaders who sit in their office all the time. So if you're preaching like uh, relationships matter, you need to get out there and right, build those you, relationships. You, you need to be sitting on the floor with kids in the hallway or having a hard time. You need to be talking to your teachers in the hallways and, and seeing them before school, after school on, on lunch and preps. Like you can't, they, they shouldn't have to make appointments to speak with you, you know, right. because that sends that message that I am too busy. Yeah, your, or, or your too time much is too valuable, on. right? Yes, mm. and and it goes against everything if they're if they're preaching the importance of relationships. So. Yeah, and if you're only making time for a, a couple of people on your campus, that doesn't work either, right? If you're like, oh, well, I I'm always in classrooms, but you're in two rooms, right? You go to the same two or three. You go every to the day. same places all the time because, like, uh, you like what you see there, right? And you don't maybe don't have to do the work of coaching or supporting. You can say right. that you're in rooms, but you're not really in a room that's challenging, right? Or you're not in a room that needs you. Right. Um, I, I think like this this concept of, you know, it's it's not a mindset, it's a lifestyle, right? This idea of like, I guess like, I don't want, I hate using this term because it was pejorative in the scene, but the idea of like a poser, right? right. <laughs> like, I hate, I don't like, I don't like that term. I think it's exclusionary. I think what you're doing is we exclude people from the scene when we use it, when we use a term like that. But if you're someone who is running around your campus or your district talking about the importance of X, Y, or Z, but you're actually not living it, you're actually not putting it into practice. You're just posing as that thing. Right. Right. Because, because you think that that's what right. the, the people that you work with that you serve or whoever wants to hear. Just it sounds hear. good. It's great to hear it, right? You can read a million books and just tell everybody how great these books are. But if you're not putting any of that into practice, what's it matter that you quote somebody? Well, there's you know? so many so many districts are like, for example, like one-to-one districts. Yeah. You know, how many districts claim, oh, we're a one-to-one school. But then you go and you visit them or you talk to people and they're like, yeah, we're not one-to-one. Like it's one-to-one light. Like we basically, you know, every kid has a computer, but that doesn't make you one-to-one just because you have a device for every kid. You know, you're not right. truly embracing the, the power that technology can bring or right. what your kids can do with it. I mean, but 
unfortunately, sometimes in, in when you get to like the higher level of, you know, districts, it's because those are the thing, you know, to say we're a one-to-one district sounds great to stakeholders. <laughs> right. You know? Right. But if we're not but, implementing it and we're not doing it well, then we're not living up to that. Right? right. If we're not giving the teachers the support they need to make that happen, then that's a problem. So I think, I think like if we're looking at this and we're looking back and we're saying like, okay, we've talked a lot about like, this is like, we shouldn't do this. So I think here, here's like something I think that we can do, right? If, if you are, if you're questioning whether or not this is happening, I just, I just want to be clear. Like we all stumble, right? Like we all, we all have things that we really believe in that sometimes a situation or an issue challenges, challenges us and we don't always follow through on it. Right. But I think that we have to be honest and we have to own it and we have to apologize and we have to get better. Right. Right. So if, if you're that person who always talks about building relationships and the importance of, of, you know, creating space for your teachers, and then you find yourself not doing that. And sometimes someone calls you out on it, just go like, you know what? I, I, you're right. I, I stumbled. I need to get better at this. Uh, thank you take the constructive criticism and, and get better at it. Right. Like that's one thing you can do is be reflective. If you're saying it, look at your practices. Are you, are you practicing what you preach? Are you living the convictions that you yell to everybody or, you know, I'm going back to that, that hardcore metaphor, right? Like, are you living the convictions that you're yelling into the mic on, on stage? Well, and you know, it's true. Like if someone calls you out or you realize maybe you're not fulfilling what you're saying, that's when it comes back to that crew mentality. Okay. Right. Be, be honest, be vulnerable, say, okay, yeah, you know what? You're right. I messed up or I'm in the spot. I need some help. And you reach out to them and ask for help. You know, yeah. it, it, you just were saying how like, you know, you got these bands who are screaming on stage. And I like that you said the word scream because it's true. They've got that passion because they truly right. believe in it. Right. Yeah. They believe in, in, but how many times have we seen a band break up or go on hiatus because they've said, you know, we just, we don't have that, that passion for this message anymore. It seems like the flames died out and that's, that's okay. And they're, they're not trying to carry it on because what happens when you try to carry on this message that you don't believe in and your, your actions aren't right. Aren't fulfilling. Everyone sees through it. You know, right. I mean, it's very transparent, you know, it's, it's, they're going to say, Josh, you don't, you know, you don't believe in relationships because every time the kids have, you know, group work or free time, you're sitting there reading comic books. Right. Like, or any, you, you, you believe in, in, so you, you continually tell people to support their staff, but when staff comes to you with something, you go like, yeah, I can't do anything about that. Right. Right. Or you're not willing when, when you see your staff struggling, you don't take the time to go be at that, be that extra body in the classroom so that they can run small groups. Right. Um, we have to back up what we do. And I think it really comes down to you and I talk about this all the time. The idea of like, we have to be reflective, right? We have to look at what we're doing and we really have to take stock of like, okay, what are the things that we really believe in? You know, you and you and I on this podcast, we talk a lot about passion, unity, DIY, right? Those are three things that we espouse as sort of this punk rock ethos. And it takes being reflective. If that's something you believe in, if that's, if that's your, you know, your, educational ideology or philosophy or whatever it is, we have to continually reflect on that and go like, am I living up to that? Right. Right. Am I living up to that? And I will, I'm going to be honest, like this year as a teacher during a pandemic, I know that I've struggled 
with the DIY part of it. Right. Oh yeah. I've struggled with the, um, the idea of giving kids more, freedom to do a whole bunch of stuff, right? Because I've got half of them online, half of them right. in my classroom. And again, I'm just, I right there. I just made an excuse for why I'm not doing it. Right. Right. And, and, and reality, like this reflection makes you go like, okay, like reflecting on it and saying, okay, if these are the things I believe in, am I following through on them? If not two options, man, quit saying you believe in it. Right. Or two, figure out a way better, to start doing it, do a better do job it. at it. Right. Like figure out how to do it. And, 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 don't keep saying something you don't believe in or that you're not willing to try. And, and it's okay to stumble. It's okay to find yourself like, Oh man, I didn't, I, I mean, like Mike, you were super vulnerable, you know, in a reflection about when you were returning to, you know, returning to school and being like, I just like this year was tough. Right. Oh yeah. Being honest about shortcomings and being honest about that. And that's what helps us get better. Right. That's right. what helps you turn it from a mindset to a lifestyle is when you can reflect back on what you're doing and you can go, you know what? I'm not doing this. Well, I've recognized it. You mentioned it, lean on your crew and try to make it better. Right. And it's so true. I mean, I've had so many staff now that we've had staff back in the building three weeks now, kids back two weeks. And they've told me like, yeah, you definitely seem like yourself again. Like, so, I mean, they've even noticed right. it, you know, through, through from last March, 2020. I mean, you know, it feels good. And it feels good yeah. that people were able to, to notice it and, and that they're comfortable enough to tell me like, yeah, look, you, there was something up with you, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I, I mean, and that's, we, and, and that really comes down to the fact that you had built those relationships with folks on your building that they felt comfortable. They could right. talk to you about that. Right. right? Um, so I, I think, Again, it comes down to this fact that like, if, if we believe in something, if we have these convictions about education, you know, whatever it is, they can't just be hollow words, right? They have to be right. back. They have to be backed up by our actions, whether you're a classroom teacher, a department chair, a grade level leader, a building principal, a superintendent, you know, whoever you are, you're the bus driver, you're the cafeteria manager, whatever it is. If you have some beliefs and you espouse those out into the world, we got to back them up. Otherwise, people lose faith in you. People stop following or believing you or letting you lead them. Because even if you're a classroom teacher, kids know when you're just saying things and you're not backing them up. Yeah, I mean, it's, and I, you know, another example. I mean, I remember years ago, we were given a directive that we needed to bring to our staff at a staff meeting and my staff called me out a hundred percent. And, you know, I was trying to put on my best act, like buy into this whole, I don't even remember what the initiative was. Mm-hmm. And I remember like afterwards people, you know, them, them just staring blank faced at me. Like they got this look in their eye, like you're so full of BS, Mike. And then afterwards someone coming up to me and being like, you don't really, you don't really think we should be doing that. Do you like, but like not, not asking me like right. they, they knew. And it's yeah. like, and there's times that that's going to happen as a classroom. Teacher, oh, yeah. There's times that you have to deliver a content or a, a lesson that you don't believe in, but that's when we talk, fall, but fall back on your passion, F- find a way to, to, to not just go through the motions, but find a way that you can connect with it. Because if people see that you 
truly hate it and you're just right. dragging through the mud, right. they're going to hate it and drag through the mud too. Right. I mean, my staff knows that, and I've said, I feel I say this every other episode, my staff knows I hate analyzing data. I'm not good at it. I don't like doing it, but we find ways as a, as a crew to get through it together because I've got staff that does right. enjoy and, doing and, that. And what you're showing your staff when you say, you know what, you know that I don't, I don't love this, but we're going to make it happen. We're going to, we're going to do this. We're going to talk about it because it's important. I may not love it, but it's important. That lets them know that like, okay, yes. this is important, right? right? He's like, it isn't something that we shouldn't care about because you're right. being honest with it. You're being honest with the struggle. And you're saying like, look, I don't love this, but this is how important it is. Right. Like, and I need, and I need help. <laughs> right. And, and I'm that's, not an expert at it. Right. And that's the other thing we have to do. And that, again, builds that credibility with the people yeah. that you lead, the students yeah. in your classroom, the people in your building. So I'm sure that we could talk about this more and more. But I, I, I just want to reiterate the important piece of like making sure that the things that we believe in, that you follow up with them, reflect on it, yes. look back on it and go like, am I doing that? I talk about this all the time, but do I actually believe it? Do I right. actually practice it? I might think it's a great idea. And I think that that happens a lot. We go like, oh, I really love this idea. This is awesome. I think this is really important. But if you're not going into rooms and doing it, right? I think, I think were we talking to, uh, was it Schmidt-O? We were talking about data. Yeah. And he yeah. goes, um, if you're not going in and helping teachers find the right data, but you're talking about how important data is, but you don't help them, then, then it's not important, right? right? right. Then they right. don't see it as important if you're not willing to like find the, you can't talk about how important data is, but then just let them flounder in it, right? right? Um, so Punk Rock Classrooms podcast, Mike, it, we, got, we got to, we got to talk about this. What have you been listening to, sir? Well, first, I just want to point out, this must have been our shout out episode because we shout, we, we mentioned Josh Stamper, CJ Reynolds, Dave Schmidow. Um, yeah, but what have I been listening to? Man, I've thrown it back to uh, my, my old like high school days and listening to Satanic Surfers. <laughs> they were uh, like a melodic skate punk band out of Sweden. You know, they, they were mm -hmm. friends with Mill and Colin, Epitaph. They did like a split with 10 foot pole. They never really broke too big here in the States, but um, the, the drummers, the singer, and they're still around too. I haven't listened to any of their new stuff. I think they just, I think they're putting out, I think I swear yeah. I just saw that they're putting out a new album. Yeah. So, but I, I've been listening to like their old stuff and uh, been running to it. Yeah. So Satanic Surfers, that's, uh, that's right. my uh, list. What about you, Josh? So uh, they just did a 20th anniversary of When 20 Summers Pass by Shelter. Um, this, Ooh. this year. So I've been, I ran to some nice. shelter yesterday in seven seconds. So like shelter made me go like, okay, this is good. Okay. And then I listened to that, the seven seconds album, soul face revolution, which is very sort of that sort of, uh, you know, um, Krishna core sort of concept, right? Where so I was, I went back and listened to when Twenty Summers Pass, and then I listened to Mantra too, and looking listen to some old Shelter albums. Uh, always good stuff. Always good stuff. Shelter is always good, definitely. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, folks, we want to thank you for tuning in. Remember, you can find Mike and I on the internets on both Twitter and Instagram. These are the three handles for both of those. You can find the show at Punk Classrooms. You can find Mike at Mike R Earnshaw, and you can find me at Josh. R. Buckley. That's on Instagram and Twitter. Both of us. You can go to the yep, website. Yep. 
You can go to the website, punkrockclassrooms.com. Uh, we've got the show notes. We've got blogs. We've got Mike the Poet's got some poetry up there. He just dropped mm-hmm. a, new, uh, a new piece of poetry. And when you listen to this today, when it comes out, uh, we've got a new shirt up in the merch That's store. That's right. Our PRC crew. Um, you can go snag one of those. It comes in a whole bunch of different colors. You're going to be able to get one on Threadless. So if you go to our website and click on the merch table tab, you'll be able to go. It'll take you right to our Threadless store. You can find all of the rad stuff that we've got up. I think some of them come in sweatshirts. Some of them come in long sleeve shirts. With maybe you can get a coffee mug or a magnet or all sorts of stuff. So go check it out. Um, and then all the goodies. Uh, as always. Uh, it is, it's, it's great to hang out. Thank you so much for, for the folks who retweet and like and share and all that good stuff. Uh, and uh, you're also got a review up on uh, your favorite podcast. Site. Yeah. On your favorite podcast app. And we are running the week that this comes out. This is Monday. Mike and I, uh, we're going to, we're running a little, uh, a little t-shirt thing. So we just yep. have this new t-shirt out. You can win the brand new t-shirt, right? Maybe you want to snag one, but if you want to win one, here's all you have to do. All you need to do is either, tweet about us or share something on Instagram about the show. Make sure you tag us in it, share an episode on Twitter, tag us in it. And you know what? We're going to put you in a drawing to win a, uh, the brand new shirt, a brand so, new shirt, the brand new PRC crew. First shirt. one to have one. Yes. All right, everybody. <laughs> thanks for tuning in. Mike and I will see you at the at show. The show.